Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pod bless everybody. I'm your host of OPP, Corey Cambridge. And before we get started with this amazing episode, I want to tell you about my other show, Silent Giants. Silent Giants is a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. Ever wondered who made the MTV logo? Did you know the person who wrote Earth, Wind & Fire's hit song September? Also wrote the theme song for the hit 90s TV show Friends? On Silent Giants, we learn more about these amazing people and dig deep to learn more about their most famous works. Be sure to check out Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Now, let me introduce you to our special guest of OPP. I'm Laura Beal. I'm the host of Wondery's Bad Batch, and you're listening to OPP. God bless everybody and welcome back to another episode of OPP, America's number one podcast discovery platform that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is award-winning health and science journalist, Laura Beal, host of Wondery's hit show, Bad Batch. This six-part series is about patients in search of a miracle cure that end up in critical condition. In this interview, we get to learn more about Laura, her career as a health and science journalist, we get her podcaster's picks, and of course, we get into her dope show, Bad Batch. So, without further ado, on to my exclusive interview, Laura Beal. All right, yo, Laura, we're in the zone. Laura Beal, what's popping? How you doing? I'm doing good. Yo, how, how's everything out in Dallas? It's cold this morning. You know, I am such a... Um... A warm weather creature, you know, growing up in the South. And it was 22 degrees when I woke up this morning. It in was... Dallas, Texas? Yes. Can you believe that? Wow. Wow. I'm I'm actually very shocked. I was going to actually give you some uh, false crocodile tears here because I'm in New York City. And I hate the cold. And it's cold today. But I didn't know Dallas got that cold. Oh, yeah. We do occasionally. But one thing about December or, you know, November, December in Dallas says it can be unpredictable. I mean, this two days ago, it was 70 degrees. So it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. You know, in Texas, there's a saying, if you don't, if you don't like the weather, just wait. (laughs) I can dig it. I can dig it. Where are you from in the South? I grew up, uh, I grew up in Texas in a small town in, uh, in East Texas, just about half an hour from the Louisiana border and uh, call Marshall. So, you know, Texas is a big state. and We have different regions. People tend to think of Texas as sort of a monolith, you know, but, you know, you have that image of, you know, the West and somebody on a horse, but it's actually a pretty diverse state. So, so where I'm from, the part of Texas where I'm from sort of identifies more as being a part of the South, but in West Texas, there's you know, part of the West and the Panhandles, one region and the coast. It's all, it's a big place, but yes, long story long, I grew up in Marshall. Yo, because one thing I got to ask is 
is there something in the water in Dallas? Because y'all are producing some of the hottest podcasters like in the game right now. Because I, I just did an interview with Lindsey Graham. He's also uh, of, of Wondery's American Scandal. And he's also from, from Dallas. Yep. Yep. In fact, uh, fun fact, I recorded both Dr. Death and Bad Batch in Lindsey's studio. Yeah, I, I was like, when I found that out, y'all both from Dallas, I'm like, y'all just have like coffee and lunch and talk podcasts together. Yeah, well, it's helpful to record in Lindsay's studio because he is, um, I mean, he does, you know, he records it and he's, he uh, engineers it, but, but he's also a good storyteller. So sometimes um, if you're having trouble with a particular line in the script, like it's just not working or something about it's not sounding right. And uh, the producer can say, well, Lindsay, what do you think? Or how would you say this? And he'll offer a suggestion. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's what we need. Because sometimes, as you know, you just need, this is true in print, too. You just need somebody who's a, a few steps removed from the material to, to be able to tell you what's, what's not working with it. So it's, it's actually very helpful to record in his studio. Is there like a, a big podcast community or scene taking place in Dallas in particular? Oh, I have no idea. I, uh, I, that I don't, that I don't know. Cause you know, I'm a print journalist. So I know about the print journalism scene in Dallas and that's really what I'm a part of, but I, you know, I'm new to podcasting and so I couldn't actually tell you that. Um, I'm sure there must be podcasters, but the only other one I know of that's here is Lindsay. And that's just because of we're both, both of us uh, have an affiliation with Wondery. Yeah, so so let's get into your career in, in journalism. Uh, how did you first fall in love uh, with the medium of journalism and knowing that you were going to be a writer? I I didn't actually. When I was in college, I uh, I was uh, pre med. I wanted to be a doctor. I loved medicine. I love science. Um, that's one thing that has been kind of the continuous through line, I guess, through my career. And I um, I was in school. I wanted to go to medical school. I applied to medical school and I got accepted late. You know, they do rolling acceptances. They may still, but it, back in my day, they did it, you know, like one month they'd send out acceptances and they'd fill their classes and then they would have another round of acceptances. And I didn't get that first one. So I thought, okay, well, what do I do now? I thought I didn't get in. And I applied to go to journalism school to UT Austin. And I ended up being accepted into both medical school and to study journalism so I had to pick which one and by then my thinking had changed and I thought you know journalism just seems more seems more fun seems more enjoyable it's more um you know I can still kind of be around medicine and be with the subject I love but I can do writing which I also love and so I studied journalism and that's what I've done ever since and I always wanted to do science and medicine I never wanted to do anything else and I've been lucky in that I've been able to do that my whole career, which in in journalism is sort of unique, especially when I was starting because it was pretty much newspapers where every where everyone started. And so uh, so I, I I really have the best job in the world because I get to combine everything that I love. Yeah, I, you're such an accomplished you know health and science uh, journalist and, and writer. What was the biggest challenge for you stepping into the role of, of making a podcast? Well, I, you know, never done it before. So just that learning curve of, of having to learn the, you know, recording and, 
audio. It's when I first started, Wondery called me to to do the story of Christopher Dunch, and um, so when I first started, I thought, oh well, I'll just do what I normally do in terms of reporting, and 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 I thought that there would be like a sound engineer, so, you know, someone else doing the recording because I had done one other audio. Uh, report before for the NPR show This American Life and in that someone else recorded so I thought that's how it would be and when I signed up to do Dr. Death I that was my understanding but I didn't actually ask about that so I was a little I was a little um, uh, surprised when about a week later I get an email from Wondery that says oh here's the tracking number for your recording equipment and I thought wait a second I'm going to have to do that. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) And so there was a lot of FaceTiming in the beginning, uh, kind of showing me how to work the recorder. There are still buttons on the recorder that I just don't touch. I don't know what they do. I don't touch them. I just know that these, these are the, you know, three things I need to have. These are the three lights that, you know, that need to be on when I'm recording. And, and, uh, so it's, um, yeah. So if there's any like weird audio, in any of the podcast, um, that's just me, like not knowing how to re- record it. Although I, I, at this point, I'm I'm a little more skilled than I was when I was starting. But yeah, yeah that was know, that was the biggest intimidating factor for me was actually learning how to record something. Yeah. Also, too, you know, from you know my my background, you know, obviously I come, I wanted to be in the world of music initially before I discovered the medium of podcasting. Um, but also I went to college for journalism and, you know, to be a writer and podcasting didn't exist. How did you discover kind of your voice as a podcaster, which is a very different way of expressing yourself versus the written word? Oh, uh, well, that I I still can't say that I've exactly mastered. I just, uh, I've just, in terms of the actual telling of the story and reading of the script, um, you know, I just was going to be myself. I mean, one thing that might've been an advantage, um, which sounds really weird is that I, I didn't, I wasn't a big podcast listener before, uh, before I started to Dr. Death. I just didn't, I, I didn't you know, think I had time for it. My, my husband's a big podcast listener, but I was not, you know, just in the course of my day, I just never thought to listen to podcasts. And so in a way that was an advantage, I'm told, because if you listen to a lot of podcasts, then when you go to record your podcast, you try to sound like your favorite podcaster instead of yourself. So, so, you know, they, they said, well, we, you know, sometimes we have to tell people, you know, you're not Ira Glass, you know, just sound like yourself. And so that might've been an advantage, but any, any strangeness with my, um, with my voice or storytelling, you know, that's just me. I, and I can't change it. You know, some people, I mean, you're in the business. There are trolls that come out and say, oh, your voice is terrible or, oh, your voice is great. And those things don't bother me that much because it's not like I have a spare voice that I can, I mean, (laughs) I can't change it. I can't, you know, this is, this is me. So uh, if you're going to criticize it, fine. But I hope people, the majority of people I know, listen for the content, and they they want to hear the story. They they and they understand that 
you know, they understand that, that it's, it's about the material. It's not about the voice. I hope. You know, for me, I don't, I don't read a lot of health and science articles that often in, in my day to day, but your podcast is one of the biggest podcasts out. You've been one of the most successful podcasters for a while now. How, how does that feel to make that transition and have people be known for being a podcaster over writing? It, that's been one thing that's been really interesting to me is to see how much an audio story really resonates with people. And in this case, um, there's a there's a direct comparison because I did the podcast Dr. Death and then um, but I also wrote a print story in uh, ProPublica and you know ProPublica is an amazing site. It's they do you know, such incredible journalism. And I was, I was so happy to be uh, a part of it and to tell the Dr. Death story in print as well, because I do consider myself a print journalist, but the, and the print story, I mean, it was, it was, you know, well received It topped their website for, for a while. And it, it got a, a lot of exposure, but compared with the podcast, it was, it was nothing. I mean, the podcast like people know the story from the podcast. It has, you know, 50 million downloads and and it was yet the same story. And so it's been interesting to me to see the the difference in reception. And I can't I can't explain it. I, I can't explain why an audio the audio version of the story just really had so much greater impact and so and affected people so much more deeply. But but it but it is, and it's not just my story. I, I um, I've heard um, Paige St. John, who who wrote who Paige St. John, who writes for the L.A. Times. So she did a podcast called Man in the Window, and she also it's about the Golden State Killer, and she also wrote a series of parallel stories for the L.A. Times. And she said too, like the podcast just affected people so much more deeply than print. And I don't know why that is. You might, as a podcaster, you might have better thoughts on that, on why that, why that occurs. But it, it has been really interesting and surprising to me. Laura, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into your podcast, okay? Okay. All right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Laura, we are back. Okay, so first, before we get into your podcast, tell me, how did you first discover the medium of podcasting? Probably the first one I listened to at any length was Dirty John because it's it was after I had uh after one it was after Wondery had contracted me to do Dr. Death. I thought, well shoot, I gotta start listening to some podcasts to see how stories are told. And so the first one I picked was Dirty John because I knew that um you know that Wendry had a particular style and so that's that was my starting point was uh I hadn't even listened to serial did you understand or feel the magic of podcasting initially after just hearing that first initial episode of Dirty John 
I did, and I understood some elements, and not every podcast does this, but Wondery does. It's their style. You sort of end each episode with a cliffhanger, like, wait, what? You know, and um, so I, I did pick up a lot of their style from listening to to Dirty John, and I, I, I can't say, you know, just that one podcast made me a podcast expert I'm really not even sure I'm still the podcast expert but um but uh but yeah I I did learn a lot from 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 listening to that one and then I listened to others after that and then you kind of see how they're how they're different how they're similar um so obviously now I've listened to a ton of them but I I hadn't then but I I didn't get into it until I had actually been asked to do one and thought I should listen. Uh, for listeners who, you know, are just hearing about Bad Batch for the first time, uh, give me the elevator pitch uh, of Bad Batch for the listeners. So Bad Batch takes a look at the the booming retail stem cell industry. It's a story that I wanted to tell for a long time uh, because I see the ads for stem cells. I, I knew that I knew that people were spending a lot of money, a lot of money in most cases that they didn't have on stem cells in the hopes of some kind of miracle cure. Um, and yet I, I knew as a science reporter, I knew that the science to back up those claims uh, was pretty was pretty weak. And so I've been, I've been wanting to do a story about it, but it's hard to do a story just about an industry. And so I, I was kind of waiting till I had a narrative thread to really look at, 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 at the industry as a whole. And then we had an incident happen uh, here in Texas uh, a little over a year ago with a, with a bad batch of stem cells. And so the podcast takes a look at what happened in that case, but really what, what this incident says about the industry as a whole. And essentially that these bad stem cells came from uh, a company that just started up uh, by someone who really had no expertise in stem cells, had a bit of a past himself, which is in the podcast. And so essentially it's a, it's a, it's a market that, that it's hard to tell what's going on. And, and more than that, where most people are getting their information from from the people trying to sell it to them. So I, I wanted a different source of information and some perspective. So it, it, it walks through that. But in in the same way that in the same way that Dr. Death was a, kind of a story about the healthcare system, this one incident that occurred, it's really about what it says about the larger industry uh, as a whole. And and in a lot of ways, this was a more important story. Uh, to tell then then Dr. Death. It's not as just you know, this grab you by the throat compelling story. But you know, your odds of your odds of encountering a really incompetent neurosurgeon are pretty small for most of us. But your odds of of um, you or someone you love, you know considering or, you know, falling for stem cells is is actually much greater. I mean, they're getting so popular and so many people are now wanting to to try it. And so in some ways, this is a story that that could have more immediate impact on people, I hope. 
You mentioned that Wondery contacted you first for Dr. Death. Was this more of your idea that you pitched to Wondery for Bad Batch? Yes. So they, after the success of Dr. Death, they said, well, what are you going to do for us now? <laughs> so so uh, this, and this was the idea that I had, as I mentioned, for, for a few years, I wanted to, to, to do this. And about the time that I was trying to think of what would be another good story to tell, then I found out about this thing that happened. I thought, okay, this is what I want to tell. But it, I knew, I knew and Wondery knew that this was going to be a much, much harder story. And it has been a much harder story to pull together because it's way more complicated because at the same time, there's a lot of scam artists going in stem cells. There's also a lot of legitimate research and legitimate promise in stem cells. So the story itself is very complicated. And 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 it's it's been a heavy lift to try to to tell a clear narrative and and you know in some ways it would be a lot easier to tell if all of if the you know everything to do with stem cells was just a bunch of bunk but it's not and so that's what makes it that's what makes it difficult but I I, I think it's it's gotten a good reception so far I think people are really listening to it I have. A lot of messages from people saying, oh, I went to a seminar and I was thinking about doing this until I heard your podcast. So I, again, I, I hope it's helping people. Information is, is empowering. And I hope, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you listen to it all the way through and you still want to try stem cells, then that's great. And that's your prerogative. And, and that is completely your choice to take that risk. But at least you'll go into it more informed. And I think that's what I'm trying to achieve. From interviewing songwriters and producers in the music industry and seeing how special it is to have a number one song in some people in their careers, just, you know, are lucky to have one and some have none. To have two is extremely special. Um, you know, what does it feel like to solidify yourself as a leader in the podcasting space and, and have the story be so well received? Um. Yeah, I was, I, I knew, I didn't think that Bad Batch would be quite the huge hit of, of Dr. Death. Uh, Dr. Death was an outlier um, in that it was so, it was just so widely downloaded and, and so, so many people really just found the story compelling. So yeah, it's been great to have another you know, another successful podcast. I, It's not at the level of Dr. Death, but I always knew that would be the case because I think Dr. Death was an outlier. So I try not to compare everything to that. It's like you're in the music business, like oh, if the first one's a huge hit and the second one's not as big a hit, does that mean the second one was, you know, was, was not as good? No, I think that I, it's just a different environment, a different story. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and I'm happy to be doing stories that I, I hope help people in the end. So Laura Beal, we are now at our part of the show called our podcasters picks. Now, this is when I ask the guests of today's show to give me their top three favorite podcasts that we should be listening to and describe them to the audience. So Laura Beal, take them away. So probably my absolute favorite is, uh, the second season of In the Dark, uh, the the which goes through the case of Curtis Flowers. It's it's a compelling story, but it's such amazing journalism and seeing 
what these reporters go through to tell the story and to uncover the truth is is so incredible. So I would advise everyone to listen to the second season of In the Dark. Um, another great podcast, uh, you know, Caliphate was pretty amazing too. I listened to Caliphate last year, could not stop. It, again, just, um, she's such a great journalist and and it was, it was a, just a really compelling look inside of ISIS and a, a deep you, know, you walk away with a deeper understanding and so so caliphate would be on the list my list for sure and you know i enjoy this is kind of another wonder story but i i enjoy um american scandal like you think you know these stories and then you listen to them uh retold and you think wow i, I didn't really know that story, I got into it because a friend of mine was listening to it and um, was talking about the Exxon Valdez story. I thought, oh, yeah, I know that one. You know, tanker ran aground, drunk captain, the whole bit. And she's like, no, 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 you need to listen to it because it's it was way more to it than that. And and she was right. And I, I was hooked then on American Scandal. So I'd, I'd say give that a try if you want to kind of learn more about events from history that you think you know so those would be my those would be my three and uh laura bill before we get out of here why do you podcast it's fun <laughs> i i don't want to stay i i'll tell you this i still consider myself a print journalist and i don't want to give that up and and so do i want to do podcasting for eternity i i i can't really answer that but I'm enjoying it right now and I'm enjoying a different way of telling of telling a story and I'm I'm enjoying reaching people that you couldn't reach in print stories first and foremost consider myself a print journalist I just hope I don't have to choose well you know what Laura Bill it's such an honor having you on OPP I'm a big fan of what you do and you know the stories you tell are absolutely uh, amazing and you're leaving an impact on the space, you know, uh, of podcasting and you're leaving your mark. And I'm so honored to have you here on the show. Well, thank you so much. And if you enjoyed Dr. Death, please do check out Bad Batch. It's, as I said, it's, in a lot of ways, it's a more important story because it could have a much greater impact on a decision that, uh, that you might make or someone you love might make. So thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about it. No, no, no. Thank you so much. Pa, bless you. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Laura Beal. Stay tuned after this interview to hear the official trailer of Bad Batch and go listen to Bad Batch on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode was mixed by Joshua Coleman. Music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, be sure to leave us a five-star review in the Apple app and let me know your favorite podcast in the review section. Lastly, before we get out of here, check out my other show, Silent Giants, a podcast that highlights the superstars behind the scenes of popular culture. You can find Silent Giants on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Well, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Pod bless y'all. Till next time.
When John Coastal Sharon's mom called him with some bad news. She said, oh, you know, I burnt, today I burnt my hand and it's really bad. He was worried. It looked like wrinkled skin to the skin got blisters to the skin came off. Then John had an idea. He flew his mother to California and they went to a clinic where she got stem cells. And just like that, her hand started to get better. It even cured her arthritis. So it was life-changing for me, really life-changing, aside from healing my hand. For John's mom, the treatment worked. Across the country in Texas, Elaine Dilly tried to help her mother with stem cells just like John had done. My husband and I would do anything to help her. But she would not be so lucky. 911, where's your emergency? What's going on? She had stem cells in her back and neck last Wednesday. Uh-huh. And she can't move. Were you afraid that you were going to lose her? I knew I was going to lose her. Two patients, two mothers, who place their hopes in the promise of a miracle cure. And these two are connected, but not in the way you might expect. Once you find out the truth of the whole story, you just really can't believe anybody anymore. From Wondery, the network behind Dr. Death and Over My Dead Body, comes a news story. Bad Batch, about people who went searching for a miracle. I wasn't shocked. It was just a matter of time before they were going to get caught. Um, I knew they were, uh, you know, selling snake oil. And found a nightmare. I'm going to say that wherever there's opportunity, there's greed. And wherever there's money, there's greed. And when greed gets involved, bad things happen. I'm Laura Beal. Bad Batch premieres October 23rd on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. And I looked at him and said, are you sorry, John? Are you even sorry? Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 